If you love talking about cats, but your friends and family are kind of over it, this is the podcast for you. Join your hosts, Danielle Stray-Wooley and Elizabeth calico Gearhart on the Jersey Podcasts, where everyday cat lovers share funny stories, challenging situations, and ask their questions about cats. All right, let's get right into this episode. Hi, everybody. I'm Danielle Woolley. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart. And we are the Jersey, the Jersey Podcast. Podcasts. Hey. Now, in my ear, that sounded beautiful. So I don't know if like the interweb of sound travel, if that synced up or not, but we'll find out when the recording comes out, won't we? We will. Maybe one day we'll get it perfect, but yeah. <laughs> don't hold your breath. <laughs> we'll try. So we are excited to be here today. We're going to introduce our guests in just a moment. I feel like we always say excited. Maybe I overuse excited, but I'm excited. Um, and it's the first time in a while that we've had three people all from Jersey, because even though we're called the Jersey Podcasts, we actually have people from all over the place. We've had people in Canada recently, uh, California, all over. To me, yep. Canada and California is all over, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you, Elizabeth? Good? I'm good. Yeah. It's how getting, are you, kitties? They're, they're good. It's getting chilly here. They're Oh my gosh, I got to ask you if your cats, well, you have outdoor cats, so they probably do. My cats are indoor, outdoor. We leave the door open for them when the weather's mild like this. They, it's been pouring down rain, but it's been nice the last couple of days, but they go out in the pouring down rain and get their fur completely drenched. And then they come in the house and we have to dry them off. Do your cats do that? So the outdoor cats, they don't pay any mind to the rain because to them, that's normal. Um, my cats, I don't think we have what, well, one of our cats, Loki sometimes tries to sneak out. Um, I don't think he's ever tried to sneak out in the rain though. I don't think he's ever proactively said, Hey, let me go get soaked. <laughs> it's like, they like it when it's happening, but then when they come in, they expect us <laughs> to do our servitude as we must because they're cats <laughs> and oh, drag them off. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, we do have a new outdoor cat right now. And I think we're going to do a separate oh. episode to kind of talk about, some of the stuff mm. I'm going through there and to get some feedback from listeners because I'd be interested. Um, and I always find it interesting that I think the reason why I struggled with doing a podcast in the beginning, and I might've shared this before, is I don't like speaking in definitives. Like I don't like right. saying, you should always do this or you should never do that because it changes based on the circumstances. And I think earlier on, and that's why I think Elizabeth, you know, cringe a little bit when you mentioned like, I have outdoor cats because at the beginning I was like, I can't believe people let their cats outside. <laughs> but now I have outdoor cats. So there you go. <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah. Because Checkers lived till 16 and she went out whenever she wanted. And Mercutio is 12 now. And um, but as I've said before, when you get them wild, like I did from shelters and they lived their first parts of their lives outside, it's really hard to make them indoor cats. Yeah. Yeah. I've been successful with four of mine so far, keeping them in, but the one outdoor stray, we just can't, it's not going great, but the other one will share some stuff I'm going through all positive so far with the other cat, um, but on another episode. So without further ado, we are going to go ahead and introduce today's guest. Today we have with us, Sarah Curcio. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Danielle. Thank you for having me. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Sarah. It's so nice to see you. So we like to allow our guests to tell a little bit about themselves. It could be about your love of cats. It could be why did you want to come on and chit chat about cats today? It could be about anything. So tell everybody about yourself a little bit. Sure. Um, I'm a rescue mom for years now. I always adopt 
black animals in particular, because I feel they sit the longest in the shelters. Um, I just started a pet sitting business this year. So I get to work with additional animals. And yeah, I just wanted to come on to to chat about rescues and maybe some uh, health and wellness type tips I've learned over the years. So I thought it'd be interesting to share it with your audience. Yeah, those are some good topics. Um, so you you right off the bat mentioned rescue mom. So tell us about that. What got you involved in rescuing and black cats? And coincidentally, the outdoor cats I have are black right now too. <laughs> well, from the time I was a kid, um, when my mom was actually pregnant with me, we had um, rescue animals. So before I was even born, technically, we always had rescue animals or strays. And they all just always happened to be black whether we found them or we we just connected with them. And it just has been a running theme <laughs> through our family. It's always black animals, whether it's um, cats, dogs. But I have my little Mitzi next to me here, actually. I got her from the SPCA last October. So it's coming up on a whole year. I have my baby. Yeah. Um, her birthday's in October too, so I'm excited yes. about that too. So and you it didn't hurts. plan that. Rescues, no, it's last yeah. October. <laughs> birthday was easy to remember. It's her. It's her. Um, her birthday's the beginning of October, and I adopted her in October. So her, her rescue ber- adoption day and her birthday are both in that same month. So I was laughing about that when I got her. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of when we got Loki because I still, even though I've been involved in rescue for a while now, I still don't know how to tell how old cats are at all. Like I try and I Google and I look up pictures and try to do it. But I remember when we brought him to the newer vet because the first vet didn't go so great, but the new vet. They like pretty much asked me, like, what do you want his birth date to be? Because we're just taking a guess. I'm like, I don't know. And then we wound up picking June, I think, because that's when we found him. But even now, I don't remember. I'm babbling a lot today. Um, (laughs) I actually have the dates written down on my fridge. So maybe I'll have to look it up later because I just can't remember. Well, they had a birth date for Max, but I don't think he was that old. They said eight weeks, but he only weighed a pound. So either he was starving to death, which I think he was almost dead when I got him. Or they got the date wrong, but he's almost black. He's a black tabby, but he's very dark. He doesn't have any white on him at all. So that's my black cat for now. (laughs) I love uh, tabbies and bombays. They're they're just the sweetest. And I grew up with uh, tuxedo cats. So I I, love tuxedos. Yeah. Yeah. I have a favor. I favor those three breeds in particular. (laughs) Yeah. So do your cats sleep on you at night? Uh, no, Mitzi likes her own own space. She likes to cuddle next to you on the sofa, mm-hmm. but she likes her own blanket and her pillow. Um, she actually was from a hoarding situation when I adopted oh her in Freehold. It's been happening a lot in New Jersey lately. Yeah. Oh. It's crazy. They, were, they said there were 100 cats when they rescued her. So they said oh. it would be a 50-50. They might want to be outdoor cats still, or they might want to stay inside. She is a total inside. She doesn't even want to go in her carrier case to go over to my mom's house. She throws a fit to do it. So she she's very comfortable in her home and doesn't want to go anywhere. But yeah. my my other cat that I had who it's actually a year yesterday that she passed away. She liked being outside, but I would actually put her on a leash mm-hmm. and she would go outside with me and she enjoyed that a lot. 
Yeah, you just reminded me of something. Um, it's interesting that the rescue that you worked with or the shelter that you worked with from the hoarding situation mentioned that, you know, could be 50-50 indoor-outdoor. Because yeah. at least the ones that I've been working with, they actually make the adopters sign a contract saying that they're going to keep the cat inside. And, you know, yeah. at first I thought that was a little odd. Like, how can you enforce that? But the idea is that we want to make sure that, you know, all the time and effort that went to rescuing and trapping and fixing yes. and vaccinating, you know, and then that cat gets lost or gets sick. So, yeah. so I'm, I mean, I think, it, oh, I'm sorry, Elizabeth, go ahead. I, I really want to ask you about the hoarding cat, Sarah, because what was the cat like? Like, was it? was it really scared or was, did it want to be around other cats? Was it, I mean, cause that is such a strange situation for a cat to be in. I think. Um, they said she was good with other cats actually when I, when I went to adopt her. Um, and they did say to us, it could be a 50 50 with them being right. outside, but the SPCA does microchip them at least. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I feel if they want to be outside, especially if you happen to have a yard, why don't you get like one of those really long leashes and you can have it, you know, attached to the collar so they can enjoy it, but you can still keep track of them at the same time. Yeah, um, I tried that with my Loki because he kept running out so much. I'm like, all right, let's yeah. see if we can kind of meet in the middle. Um, but it got to the point where I didn't really have the time to properly like train him to do that or like know the cues of when it was okay to go out or not. And it turned into him just trying to take off whenever he wanted again. So we stopped okay. it. <laughs> I did cool. actually coincidentally too just uh, win a raffle from Mission Meow where they actually Yay. sent me a new harness. It wasn't a whole leash though. So I misunderstood what it was. Um, so I haven't used it yet. <laughs> well, I <laughs> do have to. Sign. Yeah, I do have to say I was talking to my neighbors today and they said that Mercutio and Lily come and sit under their bird feeder. Oh gosh. <laughs> but they don't mind. <laughs> they don't mind. Luckily. <laughs> so. Gosh. So, so Saras, so you have been doing rescue momming. Um, and then you also started doing pet sitting. Like, how did you wind up getting into pet sitting? Like, where did that come from? Um, I have uh, another business, so I'm very entrepreneurial, and I just always loved animals, so I thought I would take a shot. I started um, using Rover, which I still do, but I decided to branch out with my own because I kind of wanted to specialize it to work with other rescue moms and dads. You know, it's just, I, I've always had a passion for like nutrition and animals and it, it just kind of made sense being that I'm entrepreneurial and I love animals. That was like, just, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Why not just <laughs> do that? And I've gotten to work with a lot of great clients, you know, and it's great because you get paid to play with animals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you can't get better than that. Yeah, yeah, I know you guys are shocked, but I'm usually the go-to when people need a pet sitter when they go <gasps> away. Um, I know you're so shocked. Um, so, but it's a lot of work. Like it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work because especially if you have yeah. your own pets, it's trying to fit that into you know, your normal daily routine as it is, and then now you're adding their animals into what are some tips that you have, like based on the cats that you've had in your life or ones you've been taking care of? Because you keep mentioning nutrition. Um, you know, what are some things you think would be helpful for our listeners? Well, one thing was when I was a kid, our cat um, had like severely dry skin and the fur started to get a little matted. 
and the vet couldn't figure out what was going on. So my mom decided since we have celiac disease and eat gluten-free, she's figured, let me try it, see if it works with our cat. So she did research and Back then when I was a kid, there weren't as many options now that are gluten-free for animals as there was back then. But she found one and we started feeding our cat that that dry food that was gluten-free. And within like a month, his fur was perfect. It wow. completely cleared up. So, you know, even they have food allergies that, you know, people may not realize. Some My cat is actually sensitive to chicken. Like I can give her little treats with chicken in them. But if I give her, if she has actual chicken, she gets so sick, like almost immediately. So I stick to just salmon and tuna for her diet. So like little things like that, I have learned over the years, you know, they can have food allergies just like us. That's interesting. And I bet too, like mm-hmm. as formulations change, you have to keep an eye on that because you're reminding me through mm-hmm. Tommy's cats, one of the rescues that we support, um, we got mm-hmm. a, a big donation of fancy fees because apparently they had changed some of the ingredients and before mm-hmm. it didn't have, I want to say it was chicken, didn't have chicken before and now it did or whatever the ingredient was so that they wound up donating it to us. Yeah, it it. it funny what they they can be sensitive to and you know even certain foods that would help different conditions like um my other cat had kidney disease so I had to get special food formulated for the vet but she was also very very picky (laughs) with what she wanted to eat and not eat so I was like what can I mix in that won't get her kidney disease but you know might entice her to have some flavor so Basically, they said try mixing in a little bit of pumpkin or even um, some peas. They said that would be okay. And thankfully, mixing that up with what she could eat helped her. You know, so, so she wasn't. Elizabeth is like, big. don't get me started on <laughs> food and allergies because she, yeah. she's been through it. <laughs> yeah. So Max. they thought at first that. So Max was scratching. When I got Max, he was he weighed one pound. And covered in fleas, had came up from Kentucky through the ASPCA, and he was started scratching his face and scratching all the fur off his face, his neck, everything. The first thing they thought was food allergy, um, but I ended up at, at the very end with a specialist who was a dermatologist and allergist. He said only three percent of cats actually have food allergies, um, and. We believe me, I restricted his food. Like I totally screwed this cat up when it comes to food because now that we realized it was not a food allergy and it, we actually, he's on Zyrtec now and steroid and cyclosporine. Um, And I'm hoping I can back off the steroid because he's hungry all the time. As you can imagine Mm -hmm. with steroid and he's like a little round bowling ball with these little peg legs sticking out. (laughs) Because now he wants to eat everything after all of that, right? Well, Danielle. You would think, but remember, he is a cat. So he so turns he's still his. Picky? Yes, he turns <laughs> oh his gosh. mouth up at half the food. I know it's crazy, and then he still wants more. I'm like, I don't know what you want because you're turning your nose up at everything, cat. Um, but yeah, so some cats do have the food allergies, and I had him allergy tested and everything. The results were not accurate. So uh, anyway, now we we have it under control. I don't know if he'll be like itching his entire life if we'll ever be able to take him off the meds or not. So it's hmm. probably some sort of autoimmune thing for him. But yeah, so 
So, Sarah, I like how I'm nodding like the listeners can yeah. hear me nod. <laughs> yes, I can hear you. Nod. Sarah, is there anything really funny that your cat does? Um, let me think. She, she actually, my boyfriend started training her because when when we first got her, she was a little nervous around that. Like she had to warm up to my um my dad, my brother, and my boyfriend. So he started training her with cookies. Um, and it worked, you know, a year later, they're, they're buds and everything, but she has, tra- he trained her to come over to him. So now she has this one spot right next to the refrigerator. We keeps the cookies on top. So she thinks every time she sits there, she's getting cookies. <laughs> Max does the same. Thing I was wondering least. if that was going to backfire. My aunt's dog yeah. does that, goes right to the mm-hmm. cookie jar now. And then he knows that's how like, the howls will get one. So now we can't mm-hmm. stop his howling until he gets a cookie. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this a cat eating a cookie? Yeah. My cat loves them and she won't stop meowing. She is the most talkative cat I have ever had in my entire life. But wait, what kind of cookie? So when I say cookie, I meant like dog cookie. What kind of cookie yeah. is your cat eating? That the, the kitty cookies. Oh, okay. okay. The kitty cookies. It's uh, oh, what company is it? I forget which one now because um, his my boyfriend's brother actually uh, introduced us to them because he has three cats that he adopted mm-hmm. from the SPCA, and when he was taking a picture of the cookies and sending us a text message all his cats come running over and he had to send us another picture to show <laughs> us he just picked up the bag and i did it oh, i'm That's gonna like have to gravy. look for those yeah oh. it's like the gravy treats at my house we, i actually rearranged my kitchen because anytime i would go to the middle island everyone would come flying thinking that they were getting one so like i keep <laughs> moving them so now they're on the counter so that they eventually well, realize they can't just have them every time i stand in that spot in the kitchen my yep. cats are turning their nose up at the treats. I'm gonna look for those cookies. I haven't. I had not heard of cat cookies before. <laughs> yeah, but they. I don't know. They love the flavor. They love the flavor. It's funny. It's a new way to spoil them. Mm-hmm. What about the different types of pets that you've been sitting for? Do you have a favorite? Don't worry, we'll tell. Whoever <laughs> your favorite is. Well, one of the cats that I have was actually um, two of them. Uh, their summer and sugar are their names and they're actually tuxedo cats and you know a lot of people don't think that cats are friendly or want to socialize which is oh, a big misconception mm-hmm. you know and I mean technically she my my client doesn't even really have to have me because she has a lot of um food dispenser she has the self-cleaning litter but her cats like company and they like to play Mm -hmm. so I mean I'll go over feed them do stuff like that but I'm there to you know rush them give them treats play with them and you know that's one of the things you know I try to get people aware of that they are sociable they do like company and you know you're not just there to to feed them change their water stuff like that you know what I mean Yeah, that was a huge difference between our first cat, Callie, and then when we got Loki. Like, we could not figure out why he was just, like, destroying some things in the house. But it's because he was bored. Once we started, like, really playing with him and, like, really paying attention to what he was trying to tell us. Like, I literally, one day, we were just like, what? Tell me what you want. And he, like, walked (laughs) over to a toy. Like, like, oh, okay. He's communicating with me. He wants to play. And then knock on wood, he's not so bad. Like, there's one piece of furniture that he would go at all day long and we couldn't stop him very rarely now we catch him going over there and we're like at ah, and he stops um but it's because we, we 
play with it more now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just saw an article on that recently too. You know, people don't realize that they, if you ignore them when they want to be sociable or interact with you, they, they do act out. It's just like kids. Mm-hmm. The same thing. Mm-hmm. If you ignore them, they they act out. They throw a tantrum and that's their version of a tantrum. <laughs> and it's in my experience, too. That's why a lot of the places recommend getting two kittens and not just one so they could play with each other. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you guys. So Kushi has done this since we've had him practically and it's different boxes, but he loves to go inside a box and just rip it up. Like, do your cats rip up boxes from the inside out? Yep. I have to share it. I'll text you after we're done recording. And maybe I'll share this up in the Facebook community. There's a plug. If you're not in our Facebook community yet, everybody join. It's called the Jersey Podcasts Community, I think is what it's called yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but I had to actually, we have boxes downstairs just because it has been raining and I didn't want them outside. And the cats are playing with them. So I'm like, whatever, we're not having company. So there's boxes all over my living room right now. But one of them kept getting flipped over and I couldn't understand why. So I kept picking it up, putting it back, picking it up, putting it back. Earlier when I went to grab the mail, I went and shoved it with my foot and it like didn't move. And it's because <laughs> Thor was in it. So then I was like, oh, that'll never happen again. That's so weird and random because the way the box was closed, like it looked like maybe he was in it and accidentally flipped. So I thought he was trapped. When I went back down there a little while later... I went to kick the box again. I'm like, why does this box keep going in front of the door? Derek was in there. So I actually had to write in marker, <laughs> probably a cat under box. <laughs> so I remember to look. Yeah. So to answer yeah. your question, long story medium, as we say. <laughs> um, yes, my cats are obsessed with boxes. My cat too. She loves boxes. Um, so much so that my boyfriend... Um, Last Christmas, when we had a whole bunch of stuff that we ordered, took boxes and built her her own big castle and like little jamboree out of it. And she still has it. She loves it. She digs her toes in it. Like she created her own extra openings (laughs) in the box. (laughs) But yeah, she is box obsessed. And my last cat was obsessed with um, paper balls. Mm. Oh, Lily used to love chasing those. I'd crumple up paper and yeah, throw them and she'd be chasing them all over the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're fun to play with and they're funny. Like they, I don't know, people that haven't had cats don't understand any of this probably. <laughs> I know. My, my boyfriend was is a dog person. So he had to get used to all the cat behavior and like stuff that I would explain to him when we first got her. He was like, what? What do you mean? What are you talking about? And now he, a year later, <laughs> he's finally starting to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So another question I like to ask is what is something that you're excited about? It could be about cats. It could be about life. Um, well, I'm actually excited with Halloween coming up. Um, mm. We do a lot of decorating for Halloween and my boyfriend does the outside. I do the inside. I do the inside all cats, black cats. <laughs> so that's my so cool. entire window. I have a big cat that light, a black cat that lights up. I got um I got little rocking cats. I got a 
Mexican looking cats. I hang up like everything black cats. So I was very excited to uh, get the decorating done last weekend. And I'm just enjoying it. Every time I come in and out of the house, I see it. So And your cat doesn't bother it at all? I was jealous because my oh, friend no. Jen decorated her whole house with like webs and bats. There's no way. My cats would completely take everything down. Oh, no. Mitzi's great with it. She doesn't oh. knock anything down. She, I have a chair next to the window with her pillow and blanket, and that's where she goes. She just enjoys looking out, and she doesn't you bother any of the decorations. That is what I hear. My Loki and Derek, too. It's happened while we were recording. Stuff falls off my shelf because they knock it over. <laughs> Yeah, that's dangerous there, Daniel. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it is, but I've got good reflexes. Maybe, maybe cat-like reflexes. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> well, if I do want to say one last thing about black cats. So my birthday is August 17th, and that is National Black Cat Day. So oh, I've, how cool. Yes, I've always had to have a black cat. So very fun. There we go. Well, Sarah, is there anything else you'd like to share before we start wrapping things up for today? Um, I would just say if you're considering getting a cat, go to your rescues, you know, don't, yeah. don't go and buy one, go and adopt one. There's so many of them that need homes. I mean, when I was in the SPCA, the day I adopted Mitzi, um, more dogs did go home than cats. So I would mm. say give cats a chance, you know, and just, just go to your shelter, interact with them. They let you into, you know, those small meeting rooms and go mm -hmm. try out a cat. Yeah, that's a good mm -hmm. tip. Thank you for sharing that. Because I, I actually was talking with someone, I feel like I talk about everything all the time, in case you didn't notice, but with someone <laughs> about cats, they're like, oh, we want a cat, but we want to make sure it does this and does that. And I said, there's really not a way. Like, same one with dogs. Yeah. You can't guarantee mm -hmm. how a dog's going to behave. So, exactly. you know, work with a rescue, work with SPCA, work with people because they know the cat. So and, they socialize, yeah. they get to know, and they could say, like, we've had people get upset that we wouldn't release, like, let's say, like a kitten to just like a really like just not a good match like it was a very timid right. scared cat it was a very loud household and we said you know it's great you have a big family nice and loud but this cat will not do good it'll just hide the whole time so we didn't recommend them adopting it so it's like matching yeah. personalities with households too it, but that's the is. other thing yeah the other thing too i just want to really quickly say is you don't have to get a kitten like some of these older cats yes. are wonderful so yeah my cat was six years old and she's mm -hmm. the youngest one I've ever gotten. Yeah. And you know what her personality is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So mm -hmm. for anybody who's listening, if you have someone that is not like into cats or they call themselves a dog only person, have them listen to this episode because I think we shared some good stuff to help them get more on the cat side. Yeah, I think definitely. so. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us today, Sarah. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're not already following us on your favorite podcast pl platform, please do leave us a review, share with your friends, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. Give this podcast a rating so other cat lovers can find it. Connect with the Jersey Podcasts on social media or visit thejerseypodcasts.com and leave a message sharing a story or a question about cats. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs>